Hey guys, welcome to episode 24. On today's episode, I get to chat with one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Brian Garcia. He's a trumpeter from Costa Rica, and we're going to be talking about our relationship. We go way back 12 years at Interlochen, his musical journey, um, and what he's learned in the process. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I am, I know I say this all the time, but I'm like super excited for today's guest and today's episode. Um, it is none other than my little brother and amazing trumpeter, Brian Garcia. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. Um, no, you're not. So guys, I literally said, I will never force you to do anything except be on my podcast. And here we are. So thank you for loving me. Of course. <laughs> so Brian and I go way back. I think he's the friend that I've had the longest in my entire life. Yeah, it's been I like 12 years. About 12 years. Yeah, so we met at Interlochen in 2007. 2007, yeah, summer camp. At the summer camp. Um, he was, or he is, from Costa Rica. So he was still just from like, Costa Rica. He's still Haven't from Costa changed. Rica. <laughs> and it was like, it was my first time in an all-white environment, I guess, because I moved from Miami to where I was going to, for the summer camp to Traverse City, and it was my first time speaking 100% English. And I got there, and everybody was like really friendly like super michiganders like here's the mitten and like where i'm from and then i heard someone like speaking a foreign language and i was like oh my gosh it's my people and then we've been friends ever since <laughs> basically basically so brian tell us about um i mean i understand like you know being an immigrant and coming to a new country and, and having to learn a new language you know because of my parents and i've talked about it before but what was your perspective as you know a teenager moving from you know costa rica to the united states and going to a place like interlochen like can you tell us what that was like yeah of course well i i was actually lucky enough that i went to a high school that was bilingual in costa rica um and i did that through my entire education that i was there that being said it was still hard being in a new country for me because you know the sayings you know the colloquialisms yep <laughs> and it's a learning curve uh -huh. you say things and then people don't understand and then or <laughs> you also hear things and you're like what yeah what are they saying so that's kind of one of the first things that i noticed uh -huh. and i was glad to have you there <laughs> since you have lived in the united states for longer than i had yeah um yeah that was part of the experience also there's a lot of cultural shock cultural differences the way you know kids treat their families in such ways yeah. yeah it's 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 very different not in a good or bad way particularly just completely different um the way that people socialize yeah it's also not the same you know so <laughs> <laughs> we're a little more upbeat we we're like kind of the loud people and yeah. we're just like when you're a latino guy walks in the party you know everybody knows right you walked in so that's kind of something you gotta learn to you know rein in how to fit in <laughs> yeah so so tell us about um the musical journey because i know costa rica has incredible musicians mm -hmm. and i mean 
we're in Nashville, so Jose Cibaja lives here. And um, there's just so much talent in Costa Rica and, and so much like hunger and people are just so passionate about what they do, even though they might not have the resources. Like how was that transition from that education and that environment to being at a place like Interlochen? It was, it was honestly one, an incredible thing. Um, well, obviously, you know, Costa Rica is not a first world country like it is in the United States. So there's a lot of issues that we come across when we're trying to reach for music or at least when I was much younger, when I was growing up, going to the CD store was one of my greatest, happiest moments in the life. Every weekend, my my grandfather would take me to the CD store and I would spend an hour, two hours just browsing. Yeah. Like if I found a Chicago Symphony CD, I was like, grandfather, please, please, I beg you, I need to have this. <laughs> and I would have to like beg for like 10 minutes before he get it to me. Um, <laughs> But then coming to the States, you know, it was it was different. You have uh, a lot of, especially at a place like Interlochen, where they had all these resources. They had a library full of recordings. I, I, to me, it was like being in Wonderland, you know. Yeah. I, if you remember, we would go to the listening room and just yeah. grab a CD, grab an LP, whatever, just sit down and listen. We had the score. Let's get go get the score. Um, so we would spend so much time there just doing it for fun, yeah. which is not something that people do a lot when they have had the resources for a long time yeah so for me that i was that i was definitely not taking it for granted you know uh, something that was i was excited to have and, yeah. and we would just spend hours doing that and it was like you know you're such a nerd for doing that but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly i just had a great time doing that yeah i remember um editor Lockin seeing you with like all of the Mahler scores <laughs> like a total dork but i mean i understand now in retrospect like especially as a trumpeter like it's it's like Mahler so Mm -hmm. yeah I remember you carrying them all yeah that's that's one of the (laughs) things that you know I I wish hasn't hadn't changed that much we live in a a a time now where everything is available you know we have we can just find all the scores online we can find all the recordings for free basically so it's just like yeah it's there you know I guess cool yeah. But back then, at least, you know, when I was in Costa Rica, I was helped my upbringing. I was like, yeah, I really, I really wish I could listen to this. So every time you find a recording, it was like jackpot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's so awesome. Um, so tell us about being at Interlochen, like the performance side of it. Like, how was that for you, especially coming from, from Costa Rica? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I came with the hunger the a lot of us in Costa Rica have you know there's a lot of talent a lot of people that they just really want to want to learn their instruments because they love it and not even because they come from music families or anything like that uh so when I first came to Interlochen was that times a thousand yeah because you live in this you're in this tiny bubble well it's not such a small place but it's it's it's, it's a bubble because you yeah. can't really get out of there uh but you spend all this time with people from all over the world, yeah. literally all different cultures um, and people that really want to do exactly what you're there to do and more. It's like you meet artists, yeah. visual artists, you meet um, dancers, theater, uh, creative writers. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an explosion of creativity yeah. and you're just there to do that. So that was kind of like the coolest thing of being there in my yeah. experience. So tell us about your career. Like, how has it developed from there? Where'd you go to school? And where was your favorite place? Oof, that's... I know, it's like a thousand questions. Yeah, I've I've been here for about 12 years. And so three years in Michigan, 
which to the day I have to say those were some of the best three years of my yeah, life. Yeah, me too. You know, high school, whatever. It was, <laughs> it was cool. Then I I ended up going to Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida, which at the time I wasn't very happy about because you know you're you're coming from this incredible place and every, all of your classmates are going to Juilliard to right. Colburn Manhattan School of Music and whatnot. Uh, and you want to do the same, right? But sometimes, because going back to the question you asked me a while ago about being an, an immigrant, it's uh, you don't you don't have a lot of opportunities just because of that. Like you can get loans, um, so it's it's hard to afford an education. Yeah. So I was lucky enough that I my teacher recommended me to go study at Lynn University with Mark Reese. Yeah. And I spent six amazing years with him. He became more than a teacher, really a mentor. Yeah. And I've learned so much more that I would have learned in any other place yeah. because of him and because of the environment and the place. So I spent four years there as an undergrad. Then I went to SMU in Texas to do my master's. Uh, also a great teacher, Tom Booth. Um he taught me a lot about orchestra, how to play in it, and how to really play the excerpts. And then I went back to Lynn University to do a, a certificate. Uh, so there I, I did um, a lot of orchestral playing. Uh -huh. So my learning wasn't really focused on just like learning etudes and playing this and that. It was more of like actual performing Yeah. Because I would go play in the opera and the Palm Beach Symphony with my teacher and yeah. sitting next to him. So that's where it comes all the experience, you know, all the, the what I was telling you about, about, you know, he's really showing you what you really need to know, like in real time experience. Yeah. Um, and currently I'm in, uh, I just finished my first year at Yale uh, for my master's in musical arts. And we're just taking it from there. See where, where, yeah. where it goes. That's so exciting. Um, so are you tired of being in school? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. That's I'm, a long time. Yes and no. I'm, I'm not tired of being in school in regards to meeting new people, making friends, you know, meeting a lot of incredible musicians. That's honestly one of the reasons why I came to Yale, because I, yeah. I just wanted to be able to perform with the highest level musicians. Not really. They're not really students. You know, they're young professionals. So I, I just wanted to involve myself with that kind of crowd, be close to the city, New York, Boston, and, you know, just be able to start a new experience in that kind of way. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. So if you could tell your younger self something, what would you say? It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of struggle and it's, it's, it's a tough question because... Yeah. There, there's all those years of experience it's something mm -hmm. you can't acquire until you go through all that right so for me it had to do a lot with my mentality my positivity yeah you know you can't just if you're young you can't just be like yeah i'm gonna be the greatest or or a lot of young artists or you know a human being we just like naturally tend to beat us, our, ourselves up for not being able to do what other people can. Yeah. And everybody, honestly, they have their own way of learning, their own timeline. And it really is about believing in yourself. I know it sounds cheesy, but no, it's, it all. really, really makes a difference. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself. You got to be honest to yourself. 
and mm-hmm. just really trust that you can do your best and you know things will line up one way or another yeah so i know like with all the struggle and you know hot mess at times mental health becomes an issue like mm-hmm. how did you overcome you know all those moments where you just didn't feel like you could actually do it well for me it took taking a beating first to understand this so during my time in Texas, which was two years i wasn't going through my best time emotionally yeah and that all has to do with you know being in a different country you know my family is really far away i don't have money i can't afford housing i can't really pay for food today and stuff like that so it was it was kind of hard and that's having living that for the first time yeah was very hard it was like just nobody teaches you how to live through that so you kind of have to uh, learn by yourself and luckily for me you know i've always had great people in my life that will want to help me just because you know just because they're amazing because no because (laughs) because they believe in me or you know because they just believe in doing good to other people and that's that's amazing you know that there are people like that in this world and i just consider myself lucky for that um so like i was saying these are some experience that you just have to go through you know some it'll be different for other people you know maybe you don't really have to take a beating like i always say that you don't to learn it's good to learn from mistakes but you don't always have to learn from your own mistakes you can Mm -hmm. learn from other people's yeah i love that yeah yeah that's amazing and i really like that because i also believe that you know you can't improvise experience like you have to live it yourself and nobody really teaches you how to like struggle right <laughs> you exactly just have to struggle by <laughs> it yourself just, it just happens and then you <laughs> yeah. figure out a way right yeah. yeah there's been so many times also in my career where i'm just like driving the struggle bus and i'm like why is this happening so mm-hmm. i just think that that overall awareness and positivity and just kind of how you who you've become in that process going through mm-hmm. that i think is is very valuable right and it it it, it it really means i think you you can it's a choice sometimes you feel like it's not but it really is you can you know you wake up and you feel like everything is going down yeah and you're like well it is and then you just don't do anything about it and you can just like you let it soak you know you you soak everything and then you just like go with it yeah. or you can be like okay you know this is not the way i want it to be what can I do to make it better? And, you know, if, if you try hard, it's it's possible to get out there. Yeah. That's awesome. So I know you're like all about concerts and live music and whatever. Um, whatever. You, and whatever. <laughs> can you tell us like what has been maybe your most favorite or maybe your top three most favorite um, musical moments that you have witnessed as an audience member? As an audience member, I have to say there's one moment in particular and this is going back to high school yep uh (laughs) i don't know why but i i i kind of get emotional thinking about it for many reasons and this is back to interlocking Uh even before we ended up going to the academy this was the summer 2007 the the same summer you and i met is this smaller too this is smaller too it's my moment too (laughs) okay i'm sorry keep going keep going (laughs) so you know how uh, Wiseau were yeah. Youth Symphony Orchestra, right? That, that yeah, that's right? Wiseau. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rehearsed for about a week, a week and a half. Uh-huh. So 
like you said, you remember me carrying around the Mother's Core. Yep. Well, I, I bought it at the at the school, the, the shop they uh-huh. had. The bookstore. Bookstore, yeah, thank you. And I just remember myself, if if there was a moment where they were rehearsing and I wasn't doing anything, I just wanted to go sit down through the rehearsals. And I remember just sitting there, like, watching the whole process. And again, this was for me one of the first times that I was seeing this live. Yeah. So... It it just it, it changed my life kind yeah. of. Yeah, no, I get it. I was sitting there and then like watching the concert. Mm-hmm. It was so emotional. I remember people, the cellists were crying, yes. like tears coming out of the musicians in the orchestra. The conductor was tearing up, and it just like I, there was something inside of me that that made me think like, okay, this is this is the moment. This is exactly what I want to do. And you know, for a sixteen year old kid to say, yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. It's 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 not something to take for granted you know it's uh-huh. you're young but you already know what you want to do and that's kind of what i've the biggest one of the biggest moments if not the biggest yeah decisions that i've made in my life thanks to that specifically i love that and i'm so glad i had no idea until this moment that we shared that moment um i was sitting there too i wasn't i didn't know about orchestra music until mm-hmm. i got to interlochen and that's why i was like why are you carrying all these scores you weirdo <laughs> Um, and I think that moment for me, like solidified my passion and like obsession with symphony orchestras. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting there, um, and it's, it's like this beautiful outside amphitheater, but it's, it's covered, but it's like outside. <laughs> and there's this like quote on the top. It says something like music is like the universal language of the world. Yeah, or... something like friendship through the, it's, yeah. it's a big quote. It's yeah. a big one. And it's like one of those like heart wrenching ones. Anyway. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, it's like hot. It's the middle of summer. We're in freaking Michigan. There's an orchestra here. I don't understand it. I didn't even place in the orchestra. I was like in like the last band as a clarinet. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> anyway, I'm just sitting there and it's like a gigantic orchestra. It's smaller too. And I am literally crying, like just yeah. sobbing, ugly tears. It was the best 90 minutes like of my life. It was towards the end of the summer too. And everybody was like, yeah. I just made friends with all these amazing people yep. and I have to say goodbye soon. Like, I know. It was just all sorts of emotional. Yeah. And yeah, that for me too was like, I have to be in the proximity of this kind of music at some point in my life. And it was super weird. I didn't think about that till, you know, many years later, but like, I knew that I couldn't do that as a saxophonist. Mm-hmm. There's Mahler hated the saxophone. <laughs> So I was like, damn it. I have to like work with these people so I can experience this. So that's so awesome that we share a little yeah. Mahler moment. Yeah. Um, so what about then examples of you playing? Um, what about think rem- rem- memorable? Yeah. Memorable like performances. There is one. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very proud of this moment actually. Okay. Uh, it's actually last year I, I performed the Jolive Concertino for the National Trumpet Competition. Nice. And it, it was, you know, I'm very happy. I, I, I got third place and it was just, it was a great moment, you know, not only because I got the award, but uh, it was the first time I, I, I made something this far after, yeah. you know, struggling and all that. And the fact that I was on stage with my friends, you know, I yeah. was competing, you know, in quote mark against my friends and everything. So there really didn't feel like a competition. It really felt like I was playing alongside them and, you know, whatever you get an award or not. And I was just, I I was so happy and proud of myself and which I I think it's something that you should, anybody, anybody should be able to recognize, you know, Yeah. and it's not being selfish or anything like that. Just understanding you can, you are allowed to be proud of yourself. Yeah. I really love that you shared about your NTC moment and, 
being proud like I feel like as as artists and creatives like we don't often take a step back and like pat mm-hmm. ourselves on the back and um like I was even remembering like my own moments and I feel like I've peaked in high school because I can't think of anything in recent history that I'm proud of so I I love that you just kind of like empower me and empower us to like yeah, that was awesome. Like, yay me. High five. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that we all do as not as only as musicians, but as human beings. You know, we tend to look at the bad things immediately. Yeah. And I think it's very important to, you know, when you practice and when you do something, maybe take a different approach. You know, maybe look at yourself and be like, okay, I like what I did. I like this. Now, what can I work on? So it's not just giving you a pat in the back is just like recognizing that there is something good about what you just did so yeah definitely so let's ask some different kind of questions um what is your favorite food i like chicken a lot in all of its forms chicken a lot okay <laughs> yes i like chicken tacos oh yes i like uh there's this you know chicken katsu is this chicken cutlet fried japanese style okay i like that a lot um i don't know any sort of trash food also (laughs) which i shouldn't i'm embarrassed to say but yes (laughs) okay um what's one of your most favorite places you've traveled to lebanon i went to when did you go to lebanon i went to lebanon (laughs) about three four years ago maybe oh my gosh okay yeah that was uh it, it, it was very interesting the way all this happened i got invited to play with this orchestra and but it was like word of mouth kind of a thing you know one of my friends just recommended me they need a trumpet player and and yeah and they just took me there i was there for about a week and a half make great people m- met great people played great music yeah. ate great food that's so cool yeah. um what is your favorite coffee drink i like black coffee what <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I also like cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're Costa Rican. I thought you were going to go all about your coffee and freak out. Yes, that's that's how you taste the coffee the best in its true essence. Just <laughs> black coffee, no sugar, no milk, no nothing. So, okay, fine. Um, for someone that's like never been to Costa Rica, like what would you what would you recommend or how would you describe what Costa Rica's like? I would recommend going to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> okay but tell us why it's it's beautiful country it's in the middle of north and south america it's it's considered to be a biological bridge so there's a lot of nature if anybody likes nature that's the place to go you know that is where we're both north and south meet so all the biodiversity crosses over there Uh, there's a lot of animals there's a lot of we have uh, microclimates so Mm -hmm. even though it's a really small country you can drive for half an hour to different places and it's going to be completely different. It's going to be, you can go to the beach and it's going to be really hot. You can go to the rainforest. It's going to be really humid and, and such and such. You can go to the volcanoes. That's so cool. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff to do there. I've only been to Costa Rica once and the food was, I think my favorite part. The food is it's amazing. Ridiculous. Yes. The rice and beans. The beer, the is, beer is great. Incredible. Yeah. They made a lot of different tropical beers with fruits that you can only get there and stuff like that. So that's so cool. Um, okay, so last question. If you can have a billboard at a music school, what would it say? Believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's cliche. It's, But it's that's the most honest thing that I can think of. That's it. You know, that's all I got. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Okay, so where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram. Is that where you live? That's where I live, yeah. Instagram and Facebook. 
um brian underscore trumpet i think it's my instagram yep I and think so. uh, facebook brian garcia rodriguez i think <laughs> awesome well thanks for chatting with me of course thank you for inviting me